Um, if you remember last week, we had Brother Brown with us, and he preached, and during the course of his message, there was something he said that really kind of stood out to me, and he was uh, <clears throat> referring back to the song that we sung, first off, Count Your Many Blessings, and how it says, name them one by one. And he asked a question, or posed a question, you know, how many times do we actually do that? And list out our blessings and name them one by one. So that's kind of where I'm going tonight. But before we do that, let's all stand. And uh, starting to hit number 105, just going to read one verse here. <clears throat> Psalm 105, verse 1. And it says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I do thank you for this evening. I thank you for those that have been able to make it. Lord, we do uh, put a special request out, Lord, for those that are sick tonight, that are unable to be here that may be watching on um, Facebook or whatever, Lord. We pray for your healing hand upon them and uh, just to let them know that we miss them here tonight. Uh, Lord, but I am thankful that your word says that where two or three are gathered, that you are in the midst. And Lord, I'm thankful that you are here in the midst with us. And I pray, Lord, that you'll help me tonight. Lord, speak through me. Uh, give me what I need to be able to preach. And um, I pray that you'll help me to, uh, to bring out what you've put on my heart tonight. I pray that you help us to always have a thankful heart and to, to give thanks to you for all things, Lord, and help us to really kind of focus on our many blessings that we have from you, because we do have so many. It's proven week after week as we count up our answer prayers, Lord. And uh, Lord, just uh, please move in the service. Again, thank you for those that are here. Give us safe as we travel back home. Give us a great rest of the week. Um, help us to be... Witnesses and examples for you as opportunity arises. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, you may be seated. So Psalm 105.1 again, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. That's kind of what I want to do tonight, at least for myself, is to uh, uh, make his deeds known among the people. And tonight you are the people. But um, what we tend to not do, as Brother Brown mentioned last week, is that we don't just sit there and take the time to really count our blessings and name them one by one. So before our church started, oh, and Sister uh, Sister Carla, oh, Brother Jason, thank you. I gave everyone a piece of paper. Thank you, Brother. <clears throat> and with this piece of paper, I'm going to ask everyone a series of yes or no questions. And just answer them yes or no. Now, these questions were built more towards a, uh adult audience because uh, some of the questions just are not going to fit the kids. Um, I didn't anticipate, you know, us having the teens and the kids over here tonight because normally we don't. So, kids, if you want to participate, go ahead. Just uh, just mark no on those things, whatever. But there are things that still would uh, would apply to you. So, again, 10 yes or no questions, and then... Uh, we'll get into something else real quick. So let me just go through these, answer yes or no. Number one, do you have a spouse? Again, this is why, you know, I talk about we're geared towards the adults. Um, but do you have a spouse, yes or no? 
<clears throat> and those watching at home, you can, you can follow along, do the same thing. Just get a piece of paper to pen and answer these questions. <clears throat> so do you have a spouse? Number two, do you have children, grandchildren, etc.? Number three, do you have a home? Number four, do you have a car or vehicle of any type? Number five, do you have clothes? Number six, do you have food? Number eight, do you have relatively good health? Relatively good health. Number nine, do you have a good church? Do you have a good church? Number 10, do you have a good pastor? Now, in addition to those things, I want you each to think of at least Four additional blessings that are specific to you, okay? Now, I'm not going to make anybody share it. Um, If somebody wants to share it, if we have time, we'll we'll, we'll share some of these. Um, I'm going to share mine. I've actually got five others here. Um, But just for yourself, at least, if you can quickly write down at least four other personal blessings specific to you. And you could do that while I while I start talking, because I'm going to kind of go through some of these questions. So the first question is, do you have a spouse? Now, when I initially thought of this first question, I thought about having, wording it as, do you have a good marriage? But if you've been married any length of time, like I have, Sam and I just celebrated 14 years, I can't believe it, at the end of June. But if you've been married any time at all, you know that marriage isn't always good, right? Meaning you're not always having good times, right? If you've been married for a while, you know sometimes things can be bad. Sometimes you have troubles. Sometimes you have arguments. Sometimes you have, you know, you might call them disagreements. But things are not always, quote unquote, good, Sometimes times are difficult. And what I didn't want is somebody, maybe there's somebody here that is going through a difficult time in their marriage, and I didn't want them to put no there because you're taking away a blessing that you still have. You know, the Bible says, and and this specifically to my my two brothers that are here with me, um, but the Bible says in Proverbs 18, 22, whoso findeth the wife, findeth the good thing, and attaineth favor of the Lord. Now, what I find interesting about this verse is there's no adjective before wife, right? You guys see any adjective before wife at all? Is there any caveat to the type of wife? I mean, we all know in the Bible what a virtuous woman is worth, right? The Bible goes into great detail about that. She's, she's worth her weight in rubies, you know. She brings blessings to the household. We all know that. But what it says here is just, whoso findeth the wife, it doesn't say a good wife doesn't say a, a wonderful wife. It doesn't say a submissive wife. It doesn't say any of those things. It just says, whoso findeth a wife. And so, brothers, if you're here today, like we all are, we have a wife, we have a good thing. All right? It, it doesn't matter 
what the uh, circumstances is. If you have a wife, you have a good thing, and it says, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. Now, I wish, and I even uh, texted our, our pastor, I, I, I wish there was a verse that said this the other way, too, you know, about how, you know, women who find a man, husband, is good. But I couldn't find that verse. Anymore. I even asked our pastor, is there anything like that? And there, there's not. There's nothing like that. But we know from the principles of things that, you know, women, if you, if you have a husband, it's a blessing because the husband, now what they should be, is the picture of Christ loving the church, right? We've, we've been going through that with our pastor. He's been talking about that recently. And, um, you know, as, as being a husband, we ought to love our wives. We ought to, uh, a husband, even if they're lost, typically has that desire to love and protect and provide. For their wives, right? And so um, if you have a husband, if you have a spouse, overall, it's a good thing. It's a blessing. Even if you are, are in a time right now where you're not getting along, things are, are heated up, just still realize that marriage is a blessing from God. Now, children, do you have children, grandchildren, etc.? Now, Psalms 127, verses 3 through 5 says, Lo, children are in heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward, as so are the children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. You know, I could never understand the love that my mom and dad have for me until I had children of my own. You know, you, you can't understand it. It's just not possible until you have your own kids because then you understand that relationship. You know, you understand that you would do anything. Give your own life to protect your children and to raise them up. And when I think about my own girls, you know, having two young kids, you know, it, it, it just blesses my heart to see what God does, you know, in, in Aubrey's life. To see her like Sunday up here singing. You know, with Madison, it was a blessing to me. You know, something that you can't understand until it's your child, you know, that's doing that. That's a blessing. And, and to see Avery, you know, she's, uh, she's one that has, you know, struggled with her speech a lot. And as I watch her grow and she's learning more and more words and she's talking better, you know, it just brings joy to my heart to see, you know, my, my, our baby, you know, talking and learning new things, you know, just makes you proud as a, as a parent to see that. And, you know, Aubrey, she's into, you know, horseback riding, and she's doing lessons for that. And she got to the point where she's riding bareback, and she didn't need a lead, and she was trotting and doing all these things, you know, and it, it just brings joy to my heart to see that. Now she's in swimming, and, you know, she's the last few months, she's graduated um, like three different levels in the swimming Starting level four, she just started level seven, which is the last level. And uh, she's just flying through and learning new things. And just as a father, it makes me happy to see my kids growing up and learning new things and, and just enjoying the things that God has provided. And those are things you can't understand until you have a child of your own, right? Children bring joy. Children are a joy, even though... You know, as we get older, sometimes we get on your nerves. Sometimes we fail you. Sometimes, you know, your children aren't always on the right path. But God says here, children are an heritage. And so if you have children, you have grandchildren, 
they're a blessing. Now, I'm going to kind of combine home, car, clothes, food, job. Those are, you know, all kinds of uh, material things that, you know, we, we need. And I, I read an article today that was from December of uh, 2022. And it says about 8% of the global population lives in extreme poverty, meaning they persist, persist on less than $2.45 if you convert whatever you know, their, uh, mon- uh, whatever their money is to U.S. dollars per day. Less than $2.45. 8%. That may not sound like a lot, but when you talk actual people, I mean, this is millions upon millions upon millions of people that are in this extreme poverty. See, the total unemployment rate from March of 2023 to June 2023 is between 34 to 3.7%. Again, it doesn't seem like a high percentage when you just look at that. But those are millions of people. And so if you're here today and you have a home, you have a car, you have clothes, you have food, you have a job, count yourself blessed. Because no matter how bad the job is, no matter how small the home is, no matter how old the clothes are, They're all better than a vast amount of people in this world. And I know we have some folks in our own congregation that don't have a job right now. I've been there myself where I didn't have a job. And it's tough. But even in those times, I can thank the Lord because, you know what? Even when I didn't have a job, as a matter of fact, when I, and I'll kind of get into this a little bit later, but when I first got better, from the cancer. And, you know, I was off disability because I was no longer sick. I had lost my job because I couldn't go back to it. And I didn't um, qualify for unemployment because I hadn't worked in over six months. So I had nothing, zero coming in. And Sammy at the time was working part-time. Part-time, like less than 20 hours a week, I think. It was, it was not much. And we had an apartment, you know, we had vehicles, we had all that stuff. But one thing I can say is that we never went without a home. We never went without clothes. We never went without food. We never went without anything because God provided. And that is a blessing that we can count today, that no matter what, God still provides. And again, our pastor was talking about that with the, the, uh, the ravens, you know. God takes care of them. How much more will he take care of us? And health. And I said, do you have relatively good health? Now, I I, I said relatively good because I don't know anybody that has perfect health, right? We all got something too high, too low. Uh, Most of the time it's multiple things that are either too high or too low. And uh, everybody I know is taking pills for something. You know, we all have issues. I have, you know, take your pick. I have quite a few. So none of us have perfect health, but do we have relatively good health? And if we do, we thank God for that. Because I know I've seen it with my own father. You know, he's one that never let things get him down or stop him too much. But this bout that he's having with his legs and his calves and feet and stuff, it's, it's really taking him down. And it's just constant pain. And it makes me feel bad for him. I pray for him try to do what I can to, to help them around with things. 
But it's tough, and I've been there before, to be in pain constantly and not be able to really do anything. I mean, my dad can barely even get sleep because of the pain. And it's difficult when you're in so much pain all the time, you can't even sleep. You can't get rest. It kind of reminds me of Jonah when he had his illness, you know, he had those uh, sores all over, top to bottom, head to toe. He couldn't lay down, couldn't sit, couldn't do anything and get relief. <clears throat> so if you're here today and you have relatively good health, thank the Lord for it. Now, do you have a good church and a good pastor? Now, these I did put good in front, you know, just like the relatively good health. And why? Because that's important, that the church is good, the pastor is good. You can go to any church, you can have any pastor, it doesn't make them a good church or a good pastor. And so it's a blessing when you have both of those that are good. <clears throat> Especially with a pastor, if you go to 1 Timothy 5.17, it says, Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. And so here the Bible makes it clear that if you have a good pastor, they're worthy of a double honor. And I believe that we have a good pastor here at the Wind Place Baptist Church. And, um, you know, not that we haven't had good pastors before. before. Brother Hebb was a great pastor as well. Right now we have Brother Holt, and I believe he's a good pastor. I've seen in him a man that loves this church, loves the people of the church, does anything he can for any of us. And I've seen a man that really goes out of his way to to really help the shut-ins of the church as well. And I'm just so thankful for the pastor that we have. I mean, you know, I kind of talked about this before, but, you know, when you have one pastor for 36 years and you change to another one, a lot of times that's, not good things happen, right? And that churches split, all kinds of things can happen there. I mean, we're blessed to have a good pastor that came in. He, he and we all have stories <laughs> of, uh, of of Brother Danny because he he was raised up here. You know, I was his basketball coach, believe it or not, which that's funny. You know. Your, your pastor, knowing that you coached him in basketball, and I had to yell at him a few times, too, in basketball. Um, but it's funny, but we all have our stories. But, man, we've also seen the change that God has done in his life, right? And we've seen the love that he has for this church and for all of us. And I'm, so I'm thankful that we have a good pastor, and we have a good church all together. I mean... I'm a little biased. I've not been in any other church. <laughs> I don't really have a lot of other things to say. Yeah, from experience, yeah, you know, I've been here all my life. And I've often said that it would take Jesus Christ himself to come down and say, Tim, Brother Tim, you need to leave. Go somewhere else. Okay, because you all are my family. Been through so many things in my life with many of you here. You know? Many things. And, and I'll get into some of those in, in, a, in a few minutes as well. But when you have a good church, you have a good home. You have a good family. You have good friends. You have a sanctuary from the world throughout the week. You have people that are um, praying for you, who are encouraging you. 
Mm. And again, like I said, this, this friendship, I mean, I've seen it myself even just recently, you know, had a, a number of you come and help out over my parents' house to, to clean in the heat. And it was a dirty job. And, you know, we're going to have to do it again. <laughs> but to have people volunteer their time to come to spend a day to do that, you know, that, that's, that's good friends. That's good family, good church family. And, and in the past, you know, the, <clears throat> I remember again when I was going through my sickness, you know, this church had a fundraiser for my wife and I and took up a pretty decent amount of money to help us with our bills and things of that nature. And um, uh, people from other churches came as well. And I, I'll never forget Sister Bonnie Edwards, you know, who's home to be with the Lord right now. Late on a fixed income, she gave us a $500 check. It was just a blessing to our heart. <clears throat> That's what a good church does. You know, they, they, they watch out for you. They help you out when you can. <clears throat> and I bet if we took a poll of many other churches and pastors around the area of what they thought about the Wenton Place Baptist Church, I know we would get a good report. Because we're a church that helps. We're a church that pitches in when asked and when needed. And so I'm thankful for a good church. So now my specific items, I'm going to talk about those. So my first one is uh, God healing my cancer. And I've talked about that a little bit. And, um, you know, it, it is something that I talk about often. And, you know, my wife makes a joke that I play the cancer card or I talk about this, talk about that. But, you know, it was a time in my life where I really saw God working time and time again. You know, just quickly, I mean, I think everybody here has heard my story, but, you know, God is our great physician. And not just in a spiritual sense, because he, he does heal the dead. You know, he, he, he brings uh, healing to spiritual sickness, but he also does it for physical sickness as well. He performs miracles. <clears throat> I found out I had a 4 to 5% chance to make it just from the cancer alone, Right. And then not long after uh, all this stuff happened, I began to get my chemotherapy and things. I had a staph infection that went to my brain that caused me to have seizures one morning and I ended up having a, a craniotomy and a little part of my brain taken out that was infected. I had C. diff infection several times, which is one thing that, that Tommy is dealing with right now. C. diff, it, it's not a fun thing to go through, and that actually pushed my bone marrow transplant back uh, several times. Then I had the bone marrow transplant. It's a dangerous thing in and of itself, because like any other transplant, it can't reject. And you're talking about your blood here, so that's, you know, pretty important. <clears throat> and then while, after the transplant, you know, you're in a very... Um, you're in a very difficult state because they hit you with a bunch of radiation, not radiation, but chemotherapy to really bring down your immune system so that the bone marrow can take. Well, in that, you're also very susceptible to sickness, obviously. And so even for the first 100 days after a bone marrow transplant, you have to stay in the hospital the first 100 days. And while I was in the hospital, I got pneumonia. And I actually know someone that I met through Facebook that was not that far behind me in the, whole sit, in the whole setup, he had the same type of leukemia, had a bone marrow transplant, was just, I think, a week or two behind me. This guy was um, 
He's from Israel. He lived in Israel. I met him on the Facebook group. And he got pneumonia and died from it. They had to put him in a induced coma, and he never came out. So pneumonia is not something you, you mess with. And then even after I got better through all that, I got pancreatitis twice. And that's something that can take your life as well, from what I understand. <clears throat> and so through all those things, God healed. I'm still here today. That was 2009. This is 2023. I'm still here. And I got to say, relatively good health. Now, my doctors may say different. Dr. Smith, my, my doctor might say a little bit different, but... I'm not in pain every day, so I take that as a good thing. And so I say I'm in good relative health. But God repeatedly did miracles and supplied. And not only did he do the, the physical miracles, but, man, God supplied all of our needs through it. And um, I, I don't have time to go through the stories. I've done it before, but um, I can see God preparing things years prior to my diagnosis, God putting things in place. I'll just, I'll say one just for instance, but, um, you know, when you're out sick for a long time, you're out on disability, right? So I got Social Security, and through my work, I had long-term disability benefit. Because my work, then at that time, they actually sold long-term disability in short term. So I had all that stuff. But years before all this they had offered an extended long-term disability that gave you an extra percentage of your income that you could pay for. <clears throat> it wasn't, I mean, it was cheap. It took your income from 60% to 75%, right? Not a, not, not a big thing. I wasn't married, you know, in my probably mid to late 20s. It's not usually something you're thinking of, right? <clears throat> but Lord put it on my heart to get it. And you know what? That came in real handy when I was on long-term disability <laughs> for about a year and a half. And that extra 15% made a big difference. Because you know what? I actually cleared more on disability. There's only a few bucks. But I cleared more on disability than I did when I was working. Because of all the, you know, when you're on disability, they don't take out some of the, like your medical and stuff like that. They don't take that out. Um, so, with all that and the 75%, I actually brought home more. And that, that's the blessings of God. We never once had to worry about, about medical bills or bills in general. That's God. That's the Lord. And so I thank Him for that. And, and let me keep going here. My second one is constant watch care over me and my family. Beyond the, the, the cancer thing. But, um, you know, I, I kind of joke that I'm like a cat. I have nine lives. You know, and I've already been through like seven or eight of them, so I got to watch out. I got to keep safe. But the Lord has watched over me. You know, I've been through countless car accidents that really easily could have went another way, you know, including going over several lanes on 275 during a uh, winter storm. But you know what? Lord provided there was no other cars coming. And I did end up hitting to another car, but it's very slow speed type of thing. So, you know, it could have been much worse. You know, my wife just, as remember, you know, we had a wreck in that Kia that we bought like a month earlier. You know, obviously the guy did not stop at all on the stop sign going into the turn onto the main road. And I mean, hit her so hard, it knocked her off the street. That could have been a lot worse. Years ago, we had someone that was trying to break into our home while, while uh, my wife and 
Aubrey, she was much younger then, well, they were home by themselves. I had come here, left early to come to Sunday school. My wife happened to see somebody playing with the, the, the door after she got out of the shower, and we have our, our towels are in the living room where, or the kitchen uh, where our washer and dryer is, but so she had to come out to get a towel and heard the door jiggle and thought it was me. Looked out the window, saw somebody in all black on Sunday morning trying to get in the front door. And so she grabs the phone, you know, runs into the bedroom, grabs the phone. Uh, I have guns in the house. For some reason, she grabbed a $10 Walmart machete that wouldn't cut a piece of paper. Um, that's what she grabbed and, you know, closes the door and, and goes out to the front, right in front of the door is like, I've got the cops on the phone and I've got a machete. <laughs> and the person runs off. So just stuff like that, you know, and other things that you wouldn't even believe hardly if I told you. But the Lord has just had a constant protection over me and my family. And I, and I want to thank him for that uh, tonight. My, my third one is that I have both parents. And for those of you that experience the loss of parents, you know that that is a blessing. And I'm thankful for that, that I have my mom and my dad around. <clears throat> and that is a blessing. And fourthly here, that I work from home. You know, it's been something that's been a blessing because I have young children. And so it makes it easy that, you know, I've been able to watch uh, Avery. And it was a blessing with Aubrey that my mom, the day that I had, we had to go back to work, my mom, she retired. And so she watched Aubrey for us every day. <clears throat> but with Avery, it's, it's, you know, she's had surgery after that, and it's been a little bit more difficult for her. But so it's been a blessing that I've been able to watch Avery because I work from home. So I have that flexibility. And if Aubrey's sick off of school, then, you know, it's, it's not a burden. And so I'm thankful for that. And then finally, I'm thankful that I was born in the USA. Right? Now, I know things are falling apart here. I know that, well, you get on the news, you listen to the news. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this message tonight, because if you listen to what's going on in the world, it can get you down. I mean, it seems like there's just trouble on every hand, right? It seems like every every person that's in power is involved in Satanism, pedophilia, whatever. I mean, it's awful. Okay, but we do still have some freedoms in this country. We're here tonight, aren't we? We're able to worship. We don't have anybody telling us that we can't do it. Not yet. You know, I'm sure it's coming, but it's not here yet. We have the freedom to do this. And so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that we've seen things like abortion laws in our own state get passed, you know, changes to the abortion. I'm glad to see that. That, that, that uh, warms my soul to see that it's a blessing. So I'm, I'm thankful. And as much as we've went downhill, I would still pick to live in the United States of America over any other country of the world. And, and brother, you know, you have much as anybody, your family have been out of this country, and I'm sure you would believe and say the same thing, right? <clears throat> Amen. So, those are the things that I'm thankful for. Does anybody want to share any of theirs? We might have time for like one or two. Anybody want to share any of their personal ones? If not, it's all right. I'll, I'll finish up. Yes, Sister Carla. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Anybody else want to share one? We'll do one more if, if we have an interest. <clears throat> Just because also this doesn't probably play very well on Facebook. People probably can't hear, but uh, go ahead, Brother Jason. Amen. Amen. All right, well, let me uh, conclude here. So what does the Bible say about counting our blessings? We already read Psalm 105, 1, but Psalm 103, verse 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Psalm 107, 1 through 2 says, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Philippians 4, verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So Psalm 105, it tells us to make known his deeds. Psalm 103, forget not those deeds. Psalm 107, say so, give thanks. And um, Philippians 4, think on these things. So make it known, forget them not, say so, give thanks and think on those things. So that's what we need to do. That's the, that's the instructions given in the Bible on our blessings. And that was my intent today, just to get us to focus and think about those blessings. So let us get our focus off of the troubles of this life, off all the craziness. I mean, this world <clears throat> has went nuts Really, it's went crazy. And they call crazy, oh, that's their truth. Well, no, there's only one truth, and that's the Word of God. That's God's Word. But anybody can be whatever they want nowadays. I mean, just everyone's lost their collective minds around the world. But let's get our focus off of those things, off our own troubles that we have. We all have troubles, right? We all have things that are, are, are putting us down or... Are, are difficult for us, and let's put our focus back on the blessings and the power of God. Because no matter what's going on, God is still in control. God's still on the throne. 
And so let's remember his blessings and remember that he's not done blessing. He's not done. Well, thank you. And I, I just hope that this was able to, to kind of get our thoughts back on the many blessings uh, that we have from the Lord. And, you know, we do count our blessings every Wednesday, and I love doing that. I love getting those numbers together. You know, but even in that, we can just get wrapped up in the number. Let's think about the specific blessings. Remember them. Think about them. Thank him for those. And get our focus back on them. All right, Brother Jason, did you? Uh, 79.